it's it's hard because um for people like that because it's it's like if you don't break completely, it's sooner or later you gonna go back to it. Yes. Because there is a covenant that is open. You have to um like again when I I go back to um being a Christian, you can accept Christ, you can um com- commune with Christ, but you still have a rent that's calling for you to pay. And um and a lot of time happens that a person comes in church and they do have gen- uh, good intentions but they don't know how hard the spiritual warfare is going to be. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they're not strong enough or they don't get the support enough. And because people sometimes they don't even know. They seen the uh, they grew up in the same environment. They don't know how strong that is. They don't know. Yeah. And uh, so it's hard for them to break. Um and I'm going to go back to my friends just to kind of Wait, can I just add one thing to that? Sorry. Yeah. It's hard to break because your inner voice and the evil inner voice, like the entities or, yeah. or bad spirits, same voice, sounds the same. Sounds the same. You have to use the Bible yes. to it's identify the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know like how you said, cut your throat? Yeah. That wasn't you. That was, yeah. That yeah, wasn't that me. wasn't you. Trust me, I've had thoughts of I got pushed pretty far, and yeah. that was not me. I look back and go. Exactly. Yeah. But if you don't know. You go, oh. And and at one point, it gets confusing. You don't know who's talking to you. You don't know if it's really God's voice or it's your mind. Because the one thing is you start questioning your sanity. Yes. Like, am I crazy? Is this real? Is this real? My friend used to say that to me. I'm going crazy and you're going to let me. And I, I that's that's when we reach the, the point where... Where we know we're in trouble. That's what happened to my ex. She's like, I'm going crazy. I need to go to the hospital. And I go, no, 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 you don't need to go to the hospital. You're yeah. And just was just flipping out. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. Go back to your friend. So so when my friend was living with me, like right before Halloween, um, there was one night um, where she just sat. And she sat like this. And I just see this light coming up to her. And I was going to say, um, oh, you look like an angel. But he opened her eyes, and I could see she was completely another person. It was not her anymore. And she sat in, like, the Buddha position. And when she was sitting there, she wasn't even moving. I could hear her bones, like, cracking inside of her. She's not even moving. And then she started talking into, like, a third person. Mm-hmm. And it's talking as if somebody else is in charge. But I would be talking with that entity. And then so suddenly another one would switch. Yeah. And she would say, there's no other night like this one. The door has opened and we're all here. We all want to talk. But she said that? Yes. And as I was sitting in front of her, there was an energy there that I could not stay straight. Like a lot of the time I, I grabbed my head and put myself straight. Many times, because I wasn't sure of what was happening. I, I I didn't know if I was weak. I don't know if something was pulling me down. I just know that I couldn't stay. Like, I couldn't sit upright. I just kept going like this, drifting, drifting from my original position. And um, around 3 in the morning, she got up. She went to the refrigerator. She grabbed a gallon of water and drank straight from it. And when she put it down, you know, before she did that, at one point she said, she said, help me, help me. And at this point, I cannot identify her voice when it's her from when it's an entity. That's how many things were in there. She would come up with a different story every time a new entity starts speaking. Mm-hmm. The, sin- the scenery, what she wanted would change. Like one moment she wanted to cut her hair brown and the next mo- moment she wanted to have long black hair mm. and and it, it would go from one thing to another and and her face would change like one her eyes would turn dark and the other one be light and her face would like it just show so much anger and show so much hate in her face it, it used to get scary so you get really close to my face and she would say, I know why she likes you. 
she can see herself in you. And or oh, I can see my reflection in your eyes. It's being so long. And and it was it was a whole bunch of weird things. Yeah. So at one point I didn't know when was her speaking to me, then when was an entity. And then when she said, Help me, I said, What happened? What can I do? What happened? And she said, I'm coming out of caves. And uh and after that when she was able to put herself together and like, you know, the entity left her for the night or about to, she got up, she went to her refrigerator, she grabbed a gallon of water and she shoggled it down. She don't drink water like that. She she drink whatever she drink, she takes sips. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of weird. And then she put the gallon of water down and I drink from it. And she looked at me and she said, you drinking my water. Like, when have you ever reserved anything from me? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And then she's just stared at me. And she said, I can't hurt you. They won't let me. And then she opened the door and said, go. That's at 3 o'clock in the morning. Then she sits in the couch. And she would say things, and they would come to pass, just how she said it. Mm. So when people said, um, the devil does not know the future, the devil does not know your future, what God has in store for you. He does not know. But he knows of things that are going to happen. And he cannot read your mind, but he can control it if you allow it. And that's why it's very difficult to know when is God speaking to you than when is another voice. Because if you don't have that strong connection with God, if you haven't walked with God, anything can sound like it's something new. You don't yeah. really know it. And if you trust it too much, then you do things that definitely do not come from God. So that's why the Bible says, test the spirit. Test the spirit. You have to know. And so going back to my friend when I was at work and she pointed out to me, like um, when my friend moved out, she went to church and uh, her, I'm sorry, I'm mixing everything here. But when my friend that used to live with me she moved out of the house and she started going to church for real. Her battle was hard. When people were trying to pray for her, she was trying to cut her her wrist. And that was in the church. Like they have in the middle. She's she's um the the people are praying for her and she's trying to slice her 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 vein. Mm -hmm. And she got like all bruised up from yeah. trying. And her process was very difficult and strong. Um that's when we um went separate ways um she she concentrated on herself i i was still like um i don't know i guess i had a, a different perspective of god like i knew more than she did yeah and i didn't i didn't think all the things that she was going through was necessary that was in my um in my uh vision mm -hmm. um because I grew up again in the same environment and she's okay now. I'm okay now. Like, you know, like I've been with having dreams and all of these things and seeing stuff, not being able to prevent it from happening. So at this point, I think everything is just good. I, I, I get baptized a couple of years after that. I become a Christian. And then I start this work with my friend. She called me Moy. Uh, and she said, Moy, why is it that other people are taking what belongs to you? And so when we start praying, I start seeing, you know, things spiritually around me. Yeah. So I got my fight. I got my fight because when I started praying to undo all of these things, then all these covenants, they start calling out. And I have entities coming to me in my dreams. I have things happening around my house like... The, um, that time where I prayed in my bedroom and I just felt that strong presence coming into my room. That That's like one of the episodes. Um, but there, there were nights where um, I would do, like again, you need to have like a level of consciousness. But if a spirit has some type of right to you, they can uh, they can host you. And so I, I was still under all of that because my father was still renewing things 
every yeah. certain time, I think it's every seven years, you have to renew it. It kept renewing you? It kept renewing me. And I, at this point, I have already talked with my father. And my father says to me, I was doing what I thought it was right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but, Dad. Yeah, but we didn't really go. Like, again, I'm still think, I'm, I'm still think, you know, this is not going to get that bad. Like, all of this is not necessary. I have Christ. I pray. I walk with Christ. I don't think all of this is necessary. But it is. And that's where a lot of Christians don't know. They come to God. They never get past their stage in life. And they continue to live just in the same level for their entire life. Because they still have covenants open on them. Or, or one thing, too, is they don't think there's anything wrong. Like, say if... They're financially uh, doing average or above or better. Yeah. They think, oh, well, God's blessing me. Yeah. They measure it that way. Or I haven't gotten physically sick. Yeah. Like I don't have cancer or anything. So yeah. I don't, there's nothing there. But they're yeah. still like, if you've been a Christian longer than, let's say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be um, gracious with this. Let's say five years. Mm -hmm. If you've been a Christian longer than five years and you don't have an in-depth study, understanding of the Bible of just the basics. Yeah. You're exactly where the, where the enemy wants you. Exactly. Yeah, because there's no excuse at that point. No. If you're just going, oh, and Jesus is great. Remember, he healed the blind guy, yeah. and he just knows all these basic things, and you're and you're just not growing. But you've never had any serious challenges to your faith. Yeah, you haven't grown the spirit. Yeah, you haven't grown the spirit, and the things of God are discerned by the spirit. Yes. And so, um, we do not battle against flesh and blood, and that's what people sometimes they don't understand. They're like, oh, the name of Jesus is greater. It is greater, but you have to go in depth. You have to grow closer every day. You have to understand everything that exists came from the non from the non visible. Yes. And 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 the Bible says that um, the Lord is um, He reigns above everything, visible and invisible. Yes. And it's in the Bible, and we don't see the invisible world. But the invisible world is a lot more real and stronger and bigger than our eyes can see. Yes. Oh, abso absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that someone like me, um, I have to be crushed by God. Not crushed by God. That's not the right thing. Um, God hasn't let me get crushed, mm -hmm. you know, because not only am I hard-headed, you know, uh, but I'm assertive. So if I want to sin or do a crime, I'll do it. And I'll do it all the way, like completely. I give myself over to it. And and I like, you know, um, going through uh, uh, the episode where I called the um, the darkness when I had to go to the or the refining and the fire. Mm -hmm. Horrible. T worst time of my life. Right. But it's the it's the best thing that has ever happened to me yeah. because um, I needed that. I would have never broken away from the sins that I have, mm -hmm. you know, like um, for me, it, it was very hard to uh, like, like w one of the main things I have is just lust, mm -hmm. lust. Mm -hmm. I just like women. Mo a lot of guys go to church and they act like they, you know, Oh, I'm God's with me. And they act like they don't know. <laughs> I'm on level 10. And here's the crazy part is that I've noticed this is that for me, um, I believe that God's given me, you know, your spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. correct? It's crazy on a side note. It's crazy how people believe in spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. but they don't believe in spiritual curses, right? They don't exactly. believe in the opposite. <laughs> there's, there's both. There yeah. are both. It's like, I, I believe in something, but it's conditional. It's just limited to this. Oh, I only believe in the good part. Yeah. The good exactly. part. I believe in life, not death. Yeah. You know, but Spiritual gifts, and God has given me the gift of, um, I'd say, evangelism and discernment. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know, do you understand what I mean by evangelism? Yes. Like I could talk to people. Mm -hmm. I've always been able to do it, even since I was a kid. And um, I've um, I've talked my way in the weird situation. Like I was 15 years old. I think I told you before off camera. Like I was 15 years old and had a 27 year old girlfriend, mm -hmm. and she wasn't like a dummy. She was a registered nurse working at a hospital. And I remember my sister was like, you're, you're talking there? Or, you know, like, it was an issue. Obviously, it was an issue. But what in the hell does she have common with a 15-year-old? But, but I'm saying that to say this, is that 
that gift of evangelism and discernment, like um, empathy and, mm-hmm. and being able to understand people, when it's used the wrong way, yes, the level of manipulation that I could do, it's um, I'm amazed by it. <laughs> like I, no, I'm serious. Like I look back, and it's amazing. Like I could talk people into business deals. I mm-hmm. could talk. I would use it for women for my own self game. I could talk women to, into things. That other people, how do you do that? Or how did you end up talking to her? It's that same gift, but the enemy uses it. Yeah. And I've learned, like I said, God. When I was like broken and going through the fire this time, I said, God, take this from me, take yeah. it all from me, because. Yeah. This we- I'll call it a weapon. When it's when it's used for bad, it's a weapon. Yes. This weapon that I have, I'm gonna destroy myself. Yeah. And when God delivered me from it, I knew immediately. I'm gonna be straight up on this podcast. I'm op- I'm open about it. <clears throat> I didn't crave por- pornography anymore. I'm talking like that, right? Mm-hmm. Pornography so easy. I'm walking. Or it's basically your. If you have a smartphone, yep. it's like you're walking around with every type of pornography <laughs> right there in your hand. You just got to hit a few ding, 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 and you're there. Mm-hmm. The photography went away. The lust after women. The um, needing to biblically know a woman. Mm-hmm. All that, pow, gone. And I knew, like, thank you, God. And I said, God, reveal to me my spiritual gifts. If yeah. it's reaching out to people, if it's helping people, even if it's blessing people, God. And Phil, shout out to my buddy um, Phil Robbins because I, I pray our prayer mm-hmm. that I that I plagiarized from him, but God, if you want me to bless people monetarily, you need to bless me monetarily because yeah. I, I, that's the only way I could do it. I, exactly. I, I don't have the resources. And so God does all those things and God and the, and the ability to reach out to people. Like I Bible study with people during the week. I have multi, you've seen me. Yeah. I'm checking on people during the day. Yeah. And that's what God's using me for, at least at this phase of my life. But my point is that there's spiritual gifts yeah. too that yeah. come along with it because i don't want to doom and gloom and spook everyone out about what we're talking about there's a there's a one you can be delivered from all these things which yes. we're going to get into how you got delivered yes. completely yeah. but you can be delivered from these things and also everyone has a gift well some people have multiple gifts yes you know um and and i think one way you'll know you'll know your gift if you sit down with yourself you can pray, but you'll even know your gift. Like if you're a sly talker, you're probably an evangelist or something. <laughs> or if you could feel what other, like I can go to a room and feel the energy of people around me. I don't know. Do you do you get um, that? I I have to be very careful with the people when they approach me naturally. Yes. Because um, I tend to attract the people that are possessed. That are possessed. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's the story of my dating life. Yeah. Yeah. um, I work at this place. We had 168 employees. Mm -hmm. I call everyone my love because I could not. um, It's the worst thing you could do as an attractive woman is call random people your love. Go ahead. (laughs) It was 168 people. I cannot memorize the name of everyone. So um, my name became my love, my nickname. Mm -hmm. Go bring it to my love. Look, my love is over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so this this girl, I was, um, she just went on her break. And I'm, I'm in the room, like, working. I'm assembling things, like a medical assembly. Yeah. And I'm praying. And I see her coming. And I just have to look at her eyes to know that pure evil was coming. <laughs> Wait, is it a co-worker or your boss? <laughs> my co-worker. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> I just have to look at her eyes and I just knew pure evil was coming. And like I'm in a moment where I'm praying and her presence is so strong. It healed my prayer and everything. So all that thought, she became very attached to me at work. And I know she's doing all the Santeria stuff. I'm a Christian already. I'm baptized. But I still have covenants that are open. And and so people that are still under that influence, they're still gonna be attracted to me because they're gonna try to reel me back in. Yeah. And so I, I don't think she was a lesbian, but she would hit on me. Oh, I mean, but let me tell you something. There's women that will do things with other women, and they're not a lesbian. Whoa. They're she, just freaks. Okay, so that was her case. <laughs> <laughs> she would hit. In on my me. expert opinion. Yeah, and uh, 
she will come to church. She will come to church with mm-hmm. me, and uh, she will come drunk too. Yeah. And then she will call me. I'm in the cemetery. I can't sleep. I'm having a hard time. Can you pray for me? I will pray for her, but that will not stop her from messing around with her santeria. Yeah. As soon as she felt better, she goes right back into it. Yeah. Yeah, she goes right back into offering candles, alcohol, um, and um, smoke, and all of that, whatever it is that required. She will go back into it. Yeah, the the spirits. It's weird. Um, and it's. And the Bible does discuss how spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Mm-hmm. For so for some even some listeners, what we're talking about is gonna unless depending where they're at, it's just, just gonna sound like a bunch of spooky cookie stories. But this stuff is real. It's and real. like I like, have experienced it. So have I. And like you wanna hear something crazy, like how you're saying how the behavior is the same. I mean, um there's doors there, right? There's yeah. doors. Like that same thing happened to me. Like there's women that have come out the woodwork and are like, just, I know what it is. They're just kind of passing, you know, like, um, I know what it is already. When I was younger, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, dang, I got it going on. She's checking me out. Or this old chick's trying to come back around. Do you know why? Because I'm all that, you know, like <laughs> in your head. But now I, now I know, like, no, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. Because when I fully said, God, use me, take me. And I don't want to slide back into that, um. I was I was hedonistic. You know what hedonistic is? No. Pursuit of pleasure. Pleasure was above everything. I was hedonistic 100%. I don't I'm not anymore. And so the um it's it's like it's like little um it's like someone walking by and going, "Hey, um I like your um your nails." Oh no, no. Hey, I like your smile, and they leave a business card, and like they're a modeling <laughs> agency. That's what it is, right? Yeah. You're like a modeling agency. Are they saying I'm? A, let me call them. Let's like you're just trying to open up the yeah. dialogue. Yeah. So we would have that. Like I was even with my friend, and we were at a car dealership. For him, I t- I was picking him up. Mm-hmm. Some young chick, like in whatever, was like, like uh, looking at me, just whatever, you know, like normally a someone who's that style, I could tell by the way she dressed and everything, would not look at me, but I could tell. I even had people. The youngest, you got to think, I'm 47 years old. Maybe about two months ago, I had an 18-year-old invite me out on a date. I don't even hang around 18-year-olds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, ask me out. Like, I know what it is. And I'm like, no, God, I have to focus I have to focus on you and um, uh, stay away from that. And it's, it's spiritual warfare. But one other thing, too, I rambled. I didn't mean to tell that what I just said. But the thing I was going to tell you is that, like, when I cut off with my ex, she kept trying to recontact. Yeah. And it's weird because the, hey, uh, she tried one angle, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But she knew I was attached to her kids. She has these twin boys. And what she would do is message me and tell me how much they miss me. And yeah. and they think you're on a long vacation and they're waiting for you to come back. Mm-hmm. And they really, you know, ain't... And even on the phone, when I before I stopped talking to her, she would say, I'll work you out a deal. I'll drive them to you two days a week and you can have visitation. <laughs> you know, like these ain't just to try to keep that door open. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm shutting everything down. So um, not to interrupt you, but no, you're um, not. Um, what happened is um, I don't think this is your case, but in my case that I was put under an entity. What that does, too, is that they prevent you from being in a good, healthy relationship. Because everything is about destruction. If you're stable, if you're steady, if you are in a sane mind, you are hard to control, mm-hmm. even spiritually. Because, remember, God gave you free will. So in order for them to cause chaos and destruction, they have to bring the same kind of spirit that they bound you to. They yeah. have to bring something that it just caused chaos, so you don't, you don't free yourself from that. Yeah, and yeah. In my case, it has been like that too. Um, when I, when I started breaking free from this, when I started finding, confronting my father about this is how it went. I started having dreams, and I started having an entity that would come and sleep with me, mm-hmm. and I woke up during that, and I couldn't prevent it or stop it. 
and um, I will get up and pray. But it wasn't enough. Have you heard of an incubus or succubus? Yes. You know yes. what those are? Okay. Uh-huh. So um, one of those. Well, let me, exp- let me real quick, uh, there's explain for listeners. There's a popular rock group called Incubus. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, in the 90s. That's a demon, an incubus and a succubus. One is a female and one's a male. And what they do is you have to invite a spirit in. Their approach is sex. So an incubus, I think a succubus is a woman, female, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what you'll do is you'll have like sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. and you embrace that feeling of, you know, it might cause you to masturbate or it might cause you to do different things. You're inviting it in, but it's a very sneaky kind of route because you think it's you. You think it's like, oh, man, I'm just, my yeah. sex drive came back. I'm vigorous. And it's not. It's the embracing of that entity. And sometimes it'll give you sexual fantasies, even wet dreams or even sexual dream. physical experiences. So mine came with a dream. Mm-hmm. I I was in a dream and I was uh, having sex with a man, but it looks like a female. But it was a man. Come. And in the dream, I was. I almost said a joke, but sorry, go <laughs> ahead. I almost said a joke. In the dream, I was just analyzing how it looks like a female, but it was a man, and I just let the sex happen. Yeah. In the dream, and from there on, see, I didn't stop it right there. That's it. I invited. Yeah. So I would wake up, where the action happening. Yeah. And I would pray, but it wouldn't do anything. So there was one night. When I woke up, because that's what was happening. I get up. I go to the bathroom. When I came back, I see a shadow move in my room. I start praying against it. I, I start praying. And I, I'm, I'm having a sleepless night. Yeah. Like with everything that's going on, I have a sleepless night. Nightmares. Um, um, walking in other uh, spiritual realms when I go to sleep. It's like my mind still... Uh, conscience in order for you to do that another spirit hosts you mm-hmm. another spirit hosts you and then you go on a level of conscience but you can't stop it you can't fight it yeah astral travel sometimes yes yeah. astral travel and you cannot stop it and whatever happens there you will see it in real life yeah and, and the next day that is just happening you can't stop it you can't fight it and I was going through that. So I was, my sleep was very disturbed. And then on top of that, um, the sex happening. So um, that night, once I pray and I rebuke the shadow, I went back to sleep. And as soon as I'm sleeping, I feel it coming again. Mm-hmm. And I feel that whatever it is, is coming up from like one side of my leg. Yeah. But I started feeling the sensation and I wake up. Yeah. And I start praying against it. Uh-huh. Um, I call a pastor that I know. I didn't explain that part, but I uh, explained him uh, about my dreams, about the astral walk and all of that. And he said, you have to set your mind, your your consciousness, that when you go in, the, in there, you have to pray and cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. So from that moment on, every night, when the spirit would come and take me and start the astral walk, I will start praying and covering and fighting back. Yeah. It took me a while um, to the point that I was wore out. Yeah. I was exhausted during the day. I was tired. I didn't have strength to pray. I was just depleted, spiritually depleted. Um, and physically, emotionally too. It's a fight. And uh, at that point, I, uh, my friend said, "Oh, there's someone that can pray for you and help you." And I went, and he prayed for me. Um, and he said, "It's your father that is doing all of this to you. It's, it's your father that is doing all of this to you." He prayed for me, and I felt better. I slept that night. Yeah. I felt relieved the next day. But it didn't end there. And my friend was like, no, you're, you're not free yet. You have to call every, every covenant that you made, that your father had ever made. You have to call all of that. You, you have to end that. You have to close it. And 
any altar in anything that you have done, you have to close that too. And um, I start having the dreams too of the house. I move in with my friend and I will come from a tunnel. It was so like, basically, I was just rolling in the dirt and it was dirty and it was dark and it was um, messy. And it was like almost every other night that I had that dream. Yeah. And so I start calling against that altar and I start, um, you know, breaking whatever covenant was placed against me and any altar and any food that I have been given and any practice that I wasn't aware of. I start breaking all of that. I start calling all of that out. And so uh, when that altar was like done, yeah, I dream I was coming out from the basement. But the basement was clean. And that's how I knew that that altar was no longer in service. Like, okay, this is done. You're free from it. I'm free from this one. But then I have others. Now I still have nightmares. Uh, I would have nightmares uh, in, in like one of the astral walk. I remember there was like, uh, you know, this um, um, St. Patrick things that they um, draw a lot, like uh, the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. So a person like that, like a leprechaun. Yeah. It took a hold of me and I just look at him and said, tell me what's been done to me. And when I look in, in his eyes, his pupils were like, like a half moon. Yeah. It was a weird sight. Mm-hmm. And he just dragged me and I just felt him dragging me all the way down. And I would just say, tell me what being done to me. Tell me what being done to me. Mm-hmm. And when I surfaced from there, um, then I start having other dreams. And in my dreams, the entity will reveal themselves. Yeah. Like they will say the name. And so I can fight against that. Because now I'm I'm having a fight, like a real spiritual fight. I'm, I'm not doing this alone out of a hunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with consciousness. I know that I can, I have to like break all of this. And uh, one of the nights where I was, uh, I fast for three days straight, three days straight. And one of those nights I had a dream where I saw uh, a black man that was a snake was coming out of his mouth and towards me. Mm. And when I started praying against it, the snake turned back and went back right into his mouth. Now, the crazy thing with that is that's a covenant my father made. And I know the person, I know the warlock or priest. Yeah. Yeah, the so you did three days of fasting. Was it fasting and prayer or just fasting? Fasting and praying. And reading the Bible. And reading the Bible. You just had a break free. You just had a break free. And that's I how you eventually broke from, free from it all. I, yes, that's how I broke free from it all. But Good. it was a very intense fight. Um, and from there on, then I started, you know, healing recovery. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes. That's good. So I would I would say that uh those doors aren't open. You know how you, I know your your English is your mm-hmm. second language, but those doors aren't open. They're closed. You've closed those doors. They're, they're closed. Yeah, it's just that they try to knock at the door. Yes. And go, you know, see if you open the door. And I'm so, um, I know like how hard is is the work, mm-hmm. and I know how much strong it can get every time you go through a phase and you fight off and you clean yourself out. Yeah, you don't want to go back. <laughs> if you open again, it's it's three times worse than yeah. the, the previous time it gets to be very intense and crazy you question your own sanity yeah i no. i thought i was uh, i was crazy i i thought this is unreal like like 
this isn't real. And, and the funny thing is, like, me and my mother were sharing a room mm-hmm. when uh, that time was happening, and she would hear everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I worry because she's in the other bed. She can't sleep either. <laughs> You're probably keeping her up. Yeah, like on. whenever I start praying, I can't just pray under my breath. I have to verbalize it. I have to get the word out. It is no other way. Like I can't break a covenant if I'm not voicing it. And so she would hear everything that went on. And as she wasn't sleeping, I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. But I, I mean, I thank God that you're free. And I, I, what you're saying resonates with me because um, when I went through my refinement, I, I felt the same way. Um, I felt, yeah, I felt that I was just gone. Like, I feel like I was dead, but I was still alive. Yeah. And I also felt that I needed to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I don't need to exist anymore. No. It was It was complete spiritual warfare. And... As you know, I, that's why I have a very strong, I'm not perfect, but I have a strong aversion to sliding back into my old ways Yeah. because I don't want to let any of that stuff back. Yeah. I'm on a good path. I feel good about my life. I feel good about myself. And so, you know, I'm happy about that. But um, what would you say, advice to someone who's going through what you've been through? The the first thing that a person needs to do is is to dig um like the spiritual things in the Bible. Because everything that is written is for our own good that is written. Yeah. And the message is in the Bible. This is not craziness. This is real. Um so the best thing you can do is just to take refuge in Jesus and seek help. I mean I know that a lot of people are going to deem you crazy. Um, but search for someone. I know that there's a lot of people that say, hey, if you pay me this, I'll pray for you and I'll deliver you. That ain't real. Yeah, it's not real. That ain't real. Um, but seek help. Seek someone that can help you. Spiritual warrior. Spiritual warrior, yes. In my case, I can help somebody like speak Spanish because... I know how to verbalize things. Mm-hmm. And by whatever they tell me, I will know what they're fighting against. Yeah. Um, if it is in English, it would be harder for me to do because I don't have that fluency. Even when I pray, like even when I pray for myself, I don't have that fluency. Um, but what about words of encouragement? Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Um, if you give up, there's no hope. You can't win this by giving up. You can't just lay around and play dead. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I like to add to that that it's not just don't give up, but God's bigger than anything you face. Yes. So don't let go of God. Don't let go of God. Yeah, because God will completely deliver. Sometimes you might end up in a point where you're just struggling moment by moment. Yes. I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? You're not even thinking about five minutes from now. You're literally thinking, I need to make it through the next five breaths. Yeah. Because it's that intense and that painful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I could say, and I'm just going to help you out because I know you're (laughs) you're English, (laughs) is that um, sometimes God will just have you stand still. Yeah. And just focus on him. Like you you don't even have to say eloquent prayer because like when I backslid away for years and I came back, you know, I was used to praying these these flowery, beautiful prayers. I didn't. I was literally praying, Jesus, help me. Yes, me that's, too. That's why I said. Me too. Oh, are you? I could, I could not verbalize anything else. I could not say anything else. It hurt to be on my knees. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't physically. I couldn't stay on my knees. I I was just, I just said, Lord, help me. I, I don't have words to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know where I'm at. Just help me. Yeah. Just help me. Yes. I'd like to say one other thing. I w- I've been there, and I, and and yeah. So if you're in that position, just know, like, take it from Senya and I that you will come out of it. You will be okay. If you need prayer, hit me up on social media, and I'll pray for you. You know, um, my Instagram is Kenny Tenny, and the number two. So Kenny Tenny, the number two, uh, at, on IG. And I think you'll find me, anyway. just Google Kenny Tenney. There's a picture of me with a cat with no shirt on. That's a long story. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, there, there is a way out. 
there is hope and um this stuff is real yes and don't make the mistake that i made where i dragged it out for so long into my adult life like i thought well hey this isn't bad i'm getting what i want you know the pleasures in life or whatever the sins that i desire because it it always comes back there's no free rides there's no free lunch it's 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 even in the laws of 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 physics where for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction that happens in the spiritual world you just can't take 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 and keep running even if you don't want to think about it it's going to force you to think about it because you're making deposits in the wrong bank account yes so it's it you, you then you're going to deplete the other one the good bank account where you want the good account where you want to make deposits too so i would say to add on to add to what you're saying is that one spiritual warfare is real the yeah. Bible discusses it. United States, we kind of overlook it. We look at his mental illness or they're going through a lot. Yeah. It's 100% real. Like, you know, in the DR, if you ever go, go visit the DR, go visit Haiti. There's, yes. You'll see spiritual warfare right in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not going to be like this, oh, um, this. it's not going to be a, um, a theory, a theological uh, concept. It's going to be real. And you're going to see real rich doctors and real people possessed or even in the Philippines where my family's from, there's a lot of that stuff, especially like Santeria, mm-hmm. that hybrid of voodoo and Catholicism. Yeah. There's a lot of voodoo doctors there and witch doctors and people pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, um, a podcast episode that I had recorded twice, believe it or not, that I couldn't put on. The woman had broke up with her ex and he's does Santeria and his mm-hmm. mother's over Santeria. Are there witches? Santeria? They're witches. Okay, They're witches. there's a Santeria witch. The witch put a curse on her. And then when he broke up with her, he put a curse on her and put all this crap under her bed, like the Santeria stuff. And um, this is sad, but not there's no but to it. This is pretty sad, but she was breaking free. And I was Bible studying with her, and we prayed, and she accepted Jesus and was trying to get out of it. She knew it was Wayne. It was jacking her up mentally. And he had moved on. When another relationship moved on, but he let her know there's a curse on you. My mother's put a curse on you. And her, she was a mess. But hold on, hold on. There's a mess. He calls her back. The day I'm supposed to air the episode, he calls her. And she lies to me (laughs) and goes, oh, can you hold off on that episode? Let's film it again. There's other things I want to say. I might have said some things that are are harsh on him. I go, (laughs) he's with someone else. He literally left you for another, you know, whatever. He sucked her in off of one phone call. And she's right back in. Blocked me on all social media. And I'm not going to air her episode, but she went into the, the to the voodoo and Santeria yeah. things he did to her. Like, he literally took, like, his mother sacrificed an animal yeah. to get her and then some other stuff. And she sucked right back into it. And he got her taking psychedelics and all that other yeah. crap that's kind of like yeah. a back door open mm-hmm. to the spiritual world. So, it's that stuff's real. And it's it's sad that I could not air the episode. Actually, I filmed it once, and she goes, no, I want to go into more depth. So we filmed it again with more depth about all this witchcraft and voodoo, and mm-hmm. she's someone who's come out of it and accepted Jesus, and now she's gone. Yeah. We didn't even air the episode. Um, what I was going to add to that is um, depending, like, for example, my father, he have to keep renewing. But I'm a Christian. He better get out of that, dude. There's, uh, there's, um, there's a uh, Bible verse that says, no one curse what God has blessed. Word up. And it, that is real. But you have to break everything. You have to be walking with God. In order for you to not be cursed, you have to be walking righteous with God. 100%. If you're not walking righteous with God, who take care of you? Not, and to add to that, we'll wrap it up with this, is that God um, takes care of his own. Yes. You are protected. Mm-hmm. So if you leave... You don't have to be scared. You don't have to be scared of being sucked back. I have a friend of mine named Jason Salyers. Mm-hmm. He's on my Facebook and on my social media, Pastor Jason Salyers. Passed over 20-something years. We both went to seminary at the same time. Obviously, I dropped out and went into hedonism, and he followed the Lord. But I'm back, of course. But there was a time where we went and saw, we both he and I went to go visit a kid that, uh, this is back um, in the 90s. We were <laughs> brand new seminarians. <laughs> you know what seminary is? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. People were going to be, he was going to be a pastor, which he is, and I was going for evangelism. And I was working as a Bible worker, sometimes working as an evangelist. And uh, he, uh, there was a mother there whose son um, got into um, w- uh, 
Satanism, straight mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. unfiltered Satanism, right? Oh. He started out with just dabbling with witch witchcraft, but then went straight Satanism. And so she asked the pastor of the church we're going to, because we're at seminary, but we still come home in the summertime to our home church, right? Uh-huh. The head pastor was like, "No way." He didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to deal with this. He didn't want the smoke. His wife told him, "Don't mess with that stuff." Yeah. So me and Jason were like, Psh, "Bring it, bring <laughs> it." You know, we're like, "Let's do this." And so we had a meeting with the kid at the school, and he had accepted Jesus already, or I think he might he might have accepted Jesus at that meeting. And we're talking to him, and his mom's there, school counselor, the whole nine. They got us there as these up-and-coming uh pastors mm-hmm. and uh the um jason jason i had to give you a shout out dude on this story it's <laughs> it's so because jason actually dealt more with this mm-hmm. he continued down this path remember oh, i told you about my yeah. friend that dealt with this stuff this is like the, this is our intro into it and jason uh we were there i don't know if he was there with the meeting with the, I, I had to have been i'm not sure if he was there with the meeting with the kid and his mother and the pastor because the pastor would not go and this was a pastor ordained the whole nine he was just listening and he's like i'm not going afterwards he's like i'm not going I'm not going there but I, I was like i mean i'm ex- to me i'm competitive if god's on my side i'm throwing hands for god so what I, you got something to say I, yes i'm gonna uh-huh. say if that's not your gift don't mess around with it how do you know how do you know i feel I, my gift is my gift is um never mind i'm not gonna talk crap but i feel like i feel that I don't know how do you tell then. I felt it was my I, gift. I don't know how you tell either. I felt it was my gift. But I know like that kind of people get close to me. They naturally get close to me. They ask me to pray for them. And um, not so long ago, I had a girl that I, I work. And as soon as she started talking to me, I knew what she was about. Um, as soon as she started talking to me, I knew what she was all about. She started telling me, oh... Oh, uh, Jesus this and Jesus that, but the frequency and the manifestation and all of this and all of that and the median. I'm like, yeah, you're tripping, dude. You're tripping, yes. And and for her, it's like I gave her certain things. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to direct you. This this is what you should do. Mm -hmm. Look into this. Um, After that, she didn't talk to me anymore. And it's because I am so, <laughs> I am so afraid with when people come to me like that because I just know what I've been through. And I have to be careful what door I open. Even the music I listen to, a lot of the time, I'm careful with that. Yeah, I'm careful with the music I listen to. Most of the time, I just listen to gospel because I'm worshiping God and I'm remembering what God has done for me, where He has brought me from, and um, but the music and even where I kneel to pray. I'm careful what I'm kneeling in front of. Like, yeah, yeah. my worship can be just given uh, or going to just other thing that is not God. <laughs> no, no, I understand what you're saying, and I feel you. I don't know what the call is. Maybe I'm called to that. Maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. But God knows that I'm crazy enough. I'll face it. So let the chips fall where they may. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. maybe that's the sign. I don't know. I don't have a fear of it. No, I I, I have understand. a fear of it when I'm not right with God. Yes. But now absolutely. I have no fear. I have no fear of it. You know like my friend who just got sucked back in the voodoo. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I pray for her hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm like God. Yeah. And some people are scared to pray for people like that cuz there's blowback spiritually on yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So no, but, uh, to add to that. Uh-huh. Um my prayer life sometimes goes from being very strong in praying and not as strong enough in praying. Just just praying to stay connected. Yeah. Um. So when I'm praying, like it, it has to do with like how busy and stuff I am. Mm-hmm. A lot of time, I just we tend to do that. Human tend to do that. Um. I'm not. I'm, I'm not perfect. But when I am going through a period of time where I'm just like praying. Just to stay connected with God, just just to pray, just yeah. because I can't, I can't take the responsibility of making it on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't dare to engage in anything like that. If I am praying fully in prayer, when I mean fully in prayer, I can pray for an hour, a night, mm-hmm. thirty minutes in the morning. I'll pray throughout the day. When I'm in that position, I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, I just have to feel connected to God and in, in the Word. And with each day that passes, I feel stronger. You know, I'm not, I'm human. I make mistakes. I have my flaws, but 
but overall the trajectory is up and me i'm i'm i i i will go i will go to the wall for 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 god like i don't if it's not my calling then i'm gonna get wrecked <laughs> and, and it's gonna happen i mean that's just how it goes yeah. but i i'm going after osama you know how those guys <laughs> the, the the seal team went in there and got him i'm going after osama if i if i die in the process it happens because i don't i've come to realize that i've been running my life for 47 years and i've led it into a, a circle Longer than the, the Israelites were in the desert. They were just 40. I did 47 and going in a circle. I don't care anymore. I have nothing to lose. I'm the worst for the devil. I am the worst type of Christian to deal with because I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I have nothing to lose. You can't break what already has been broken. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. Get that. And so we went in there. And to the, going back to that story, we went in there and sat there. I don't know if he was in the meeting with the parent, but mm -hmm. he did come with me afterwards. Mm -hmm. And the kid was there. And we're like, okay, so what's going on? And it's weird because he explained the book Alice in Wonderland is what sucked him in. Yeah. I've never even heard that before. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And so he showed me, and, and he's explaining these connections yeah. between Satanism and Alice. I was like. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm I sorry to say, just to add to that. Um Spiritism is so enchanting. Okay, well, no, no, I understand. I understand. That's why Eve, in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. in Hebrew, it says that she was enticed. She was seduced over a period of time. Okay. It wasn't like, hey, try this apple. And she was mm -hmm. like, all right. No, it was a seduction and yeah. enticing. And the other thing is she tried to defend God or at least she engaged in the conversation with mm -hmm. the devil. Don't ever do that. Yeah, but see, here's the problem. The devil doesn't look like what you think. He's not exactly. walking around with a bull with the horns. It might it might look like Brad Pitt in his prime, and you may be like, "Hey, you know what, true, Brad? True, but Brad, again, you're crazy, Brad." The Bible says <laughs> that um, test the spirit. You're right, and uh, and some people don't know, and once they start talking to people, you can sense, you can see. Like now, I can recognize when like like that girl came to talk to me uh -huh. that day. I'm recognizing the ground I'm at. Like yeah. I need to get out of this ground immediately because her purpose is not that she is trying to connect with Jesus. She's in a spot where she's comfortable. She like where she's in. Yeah, she's yeah. she's in a deceived spot, and yes. she don't want no clarity from there. Yeah. So what she's coming in to do to me? Trying to, misery loves company. She's trying to suck you in. It's yes, exactly. Yes. And I cannot allow that. No, I I, I feel you. But going back to this kid, going back to this kid, <laughs> he was telling about Alice in Wonderland in the book. Mm. I, I've never heard of that. So I didn't make sense of it. But I was like, OK, you know, that's possible. I don't know. I'm open minded. I, but I never took the time to research that. Mm -hmm. So he said Alice in Wonderland sucked him in. And he goes, I go, well, you've accepted Jesus or he might have accepted. Oh, no, he already accepted Jesus mm -hmm. and he wanted to get baptized. Yeah. And he goes, but they won't let me. <laughs> and I said, who? Who? <laughs> he goes, he would just they, say them, they, they, yeah. they won't let me. And I go, I'm, and you got to remember at this point, I was probably a Christian two years. I mean, I got shot out of the cannon, you know, a lot of people become a Christian and they become like a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. I went right to the grimy, you know, we went to prison ministry, street ministry <laughs> yes. and this, mm -hmm. but I think that's because the environment I came from. Mm -hmm. And I was going in circles with him about, wait, who? Yes. And he's like, them. them they just won't. It's too many. Yeah. Or it's just like, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. So I yeah. go, what do you need me to do? What do you need done? And he goes, his mom goes, well, our house is now has paranormal activity in it. And we need all these satanic things removed because he used to, he's an artist. Mm -hmm. All his sim, all the stuff he started drawing. And he says he doesn't like, he get into like a yeah. zone yeah. and draw the most demonic stuff. And it's on the yeah. walls in there and everything. Right. Yeah. So Jason and I were like. I don't know if Jason was at that meeting or I talked to him afterwards, like, hey, come with me. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he might have been in the meeting with me. And I was like, I, after they left, we said, we got it. We're the pastor, are you going to go do that? He was like, and remember, this is my mentor pastor. Like, this is the guy who's training me. He goes, uh-uh. And his yeah, wife was no, like, no way. I, I will say the same thing. If I don't, if I ever come across an area like that and I don't feel prepared, I don't, oh, man, I don't I, engage. I, I've done, I'm I was like. You. I said, in the name of the Lord, bring it. No. So I said, listen, we packed up. Got my friend Jason. Let's give us the address. Send location. Mm -hmm. We rolled out there, right? We go in his room and we're like, and his mother was telling us already that stuff was moving in the house. Like yeah. stuff was floating around. Uh, things were turning on. 
And I know when I went in there, but I don't know if it was a um, placebo effect or if it was real, but I remember looking around like, I feel... You feel the uh, energy. Yeah, you, you feel, feel the, the heavy yes. darkness, it, but it's a weird type of darkness. It's not like when you think like at nighttime and you're scared. It's not like that. It no. feels like something's about to attack you spiritually. Yes. It's very can, aggressive. Can I share one more thing? Wait, wait let me just finish the story. Then okay. we'll, oh, it has to do with this part? Yes. Okay, go for it. Okay, so when you feel that kind of energy and sensation, it is because something is there. It's an entity there. Um, when my son was small, my oldest son, uh-huh. he was about six months old, and I was still together with his father. Mm-hmm. There was one night um, that the moon was out, and I make it, I, I nurse him. I put him to bed. I close the living room. We had like an open space between the kitchen and the living room. Remember, this is countryside setting. Yeah. Uh, and I go into the kitchen to grab dinner. And when I walk into into the kitchen, whatever presence there was so strong, I felt they were going to close the door on me. Yeah. And my 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 hair, like my arms, <laughs> just like <laughs> feeling goosebumps. I grab my dinner. I go inside the, the room. I close the door. And then all of a sudden, I hear something like, it's just lashed on the on the walls. Yeah, yeah. Three times, like like if it hit it with like a like a barbed wire or something. Yeah, yeah. Three times, and my son wakes up. Yeah. And then later on at night, we just hear something walking on the roof, mm-hmm. like a, it sound like a person running backward. Yeah, yeah. And my kid's father is like, I should go out. I'm like, do you dare? <laughs> do you dare to go out? And then he's like, no. Because then we heard something scratching, and it sounded like metal on metal because we used tin roof, and it just sounded like it was scratching the like something metallic yeah. was scratching the roof. He didn't dare to come out. Yeah, no. See, well, yeah, it's that type of energy, and it's very dark and aggressive. Yes. But I didn't know if it was placebo effect. But either way, I was going in. Mm-hmm. So he and I went in there, and we could see the artwork in the room and stuff yeah. and his mother i was like because it there's something that could happen to your mind where people mentally prep you mm-hmm. and then you'll start feeling that way yeah. so i was like i don't care this stuff's coming out so we're doing that right i didn't know if stuff was moving in my peripheral vision <laughs> you know so i didn't pay attention so i'm not i don't want to exaggerate how to feeling things were but i don't know so we just loaded everything up we prayed and everything cleaned out the house of any kind of demonic stuff like mm-hmm. symbolism mm-hmm. uh relics all that stuff took it out. Threw it in the trash. Yeah. I go home that night. I didn't go home. I went to my father-in-law's house. And uh, and uh, I went to my father-in-law's house. And he has a two-story house. And it's roomy. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's built in a way where it just seems bigger than it actually is. It seems mm-hmm. huge. But it's just two-story house. Mm-hmm. And he has one of those doorbells. And I was, I'm at his house a lot, just so you know. Because his house is by the church I was working out of. So I would go to his house, I don't know, also I was there five days a week for months. Never had a problem. So I go, he has one of those doorbells that goes ding, dong, dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I go there, I come in, my ex, she's my ex now. She was my, she was my old girl back then. And she was like, how'd it go? Like she's freaked out too. She grew up in church. She was like, how'd it go? I go, it went good. I mean, you know, I was. And so she's like, oh, oh, and but I think it followed me because yeah. she started creeping out. She wasn't even there. Well, now well, I have to pick a fight with you. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, hold on. Let me, let me you gotta let me finish this story because I'm gonna forget. <laughs> so I think it followed. I didn't, you gotta remember, I have no background in this. I just went in there armed with, armed with my faith. That's it. So I went in there and I, we walked around. I mean, I walked around. We went upstairs, and I was brushing my teeth, and she just kept standing close to me. Like, she was, like, looking. This is how she grew up in. She's, like, flipping out. And so I go, are you all right? And she goes, yeah. She goes, oh, you're not nervous? I go, for what? And I, But I had the attitude, like, nothing's bigger than God. Nothing's bigger than, nothing's bigger than God. What's the, what's the worst that could happen? So I lay in bed, man, and just, like, uh, Go to sleep like a baby, <laughs> right? Not here. And she's like holding on to me, shaking. <laughs> and I hear the doorbell like at one in the two in the morning. Yeah. Ding dong, ding. And I was like, "Is that your doorbell?" And she goes, "Is it broken?" 
I go. And it's like, dung, ding, dang. It's like playing weird music. Yeah. And I go, oh, well, um, let me go downstairs and look. She's like, no, no, no. And she's holding on to my arm and starts, remember, at this time, I didn't grow up in church. So I don't even know the little, you know, those little kids songs. Yeah. I don't know them. <laughs> She's holding my arm going, Father Abraham had many sons. Have you had songs? Many sons have fathers. Yes. She's holding my arms and like freaking out, holding them. I go, let me check. Maybe someone's ringing the doorbell and it's not. And the doors, when those doors were, it's a wooden door. Mm-hmm. There's glass. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see through it. And then around the, the trimming is glass. Mm-hmm. So I go and look and I try to light go. There's no one out there. I start going upstairs, ding, dong, ding. It's, it just kept doing all these yeah. weird sounds. And yeah. I was, and she's like, Kenny. I mean, she freaked out, dude. And I was like, well, listen, let's pray. And we prayed. It stopped. I went to sleep for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. She was holding on like this, <laughs> like just freaking out. Let me tell you something. The devil paralyzed for you Jesus. with fear. For Jesus. <laughs> yes. The devil paralyzed you with fear. When Adam and Eve fell short of the glory of God, the one, the first thing that they felt was fear. Yeah. And it's the very first thing that. But they were fear of God. Yes, but it is not me. I'm not scared of God unless I'm sinning. Exactly, exactly. So the devil, the first thing that he does is to make you afraid. Mm -hmm. It's the very first game. You start being, you start being afraid. You start losing it. Yeah. It's the very first weapon. Very effective. Yeah, fear. Yeah. I didn't get that fear because I genuinely believe in God. Mm-hmm. Not to try to brag, but I really believe in him. Like, not like believe because of peer pressure or I grew up that way. Because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah. I really believe and I've seen transformations. I've seen transformations in myself. Even though back then I wasn't healed of all my traumas and stuff, I believe in God. And I think God knew that. And God knows that I respect him enough that if I'm going to sin, which I did, after walking away from ministry, I I couldn't be the guy up in the pulpit being a hypo- hypocrite mm-hmm. or a Bible work. Yeah. Now, I'm going back to that. And, and it's just, it's faith. Yeah. And I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that the devil can't do anything to you when God, when you're in God's hands. You, you're, you're like the, like uh, David said, King yeah. David you're 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 hidden under the feathers of the high, most high you know and i didn't even know those concepts back then i just felt like yeah. if this spiritually destroys me for jesus i'll do it yeah. one time i went to go speak at a prison and the and the artist didn't show up something happened the music artist wow. for evangelism series they said we need a singer i said i'll sing <laughs> i butchered it so bad they stopped me about 30 seconds into the song. <laughs> the, the inmates had the words with the music. It was in yeah. the prison. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know how to sing. But I, that's how nutty I was. I was like, I'll do anything. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm getting like that again. Okay. But yeah. But to end it on a positive note, and I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> and we've been here a long. We've been like, we're over two and a half hours. Um, I would like to say that uh, I want to thank you for sharing your story and opening up. Yeah. I want to bring you on again so we can go into more details because you have a lot of nuances in there. But I think it was important to, sh- to share with people the spiritual element of being a Christian and that you're not crazy if you experience, experience firsthand spiritual warfare. And it's not crazy to believe in spiritual warfare. There's probably people listening to this podcast right now and rolling their eyes. Oh, my God, you just believe in Jesus and just no. this is real. God is real. The devil is real. But the devil has no power over God or is protected. But if you want to know if the devil is real, go look at what's going on in Palestine and Israel. Go look what's happening in almost every country in Africa. Or you could just go to, I could go down to Skid Row right now in L.A. And that's what happens when the devil takes, it's real. Yeah. And people who are broken like that, mm-hmm. spiritual warfare, they don't even have to be a Christian. They know they're being spiritually attacked and they don't understand from who. But they know that something spiritually is destroying them when you yeah. talk to them. Yeah. So it is absolutely real. And, um, but I want to thank you for coming on yeah, absolutely. and sharing your faith coming out here, literally flew here from the Dominican Republic. She lives in, uh, New Hampshire, Hampshire. but she was in the DR 
with her with her family and um you know living it up and i said hey yo man i know can you take a time out of your busy schedule and stop in cali <laughs> and she's never been here before so and i hope you like it here it's been a wonderful experience cool cool but thank you for coming out and thank you for your time and um thank you for inviting me yeah no problem <laughs> all right thank you thank you